Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of the It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. Today happens to be gorgeous here in Knoxville, and I don't know where any of you are at. I know a few of you, but I must tell you, I hope it's a pretty day like this one. Today's our football game, the Vols against Alabama. I don't know if you're a college person, but if you were here in Knoxville right now, the only color you would see was orange. So for people who don't like orange, that's not so good. Well, anyhow, the art of saying no. I love this topic. (laughs) I hope you do too. Most people find it difficult to say no, just as most people don't like being told no. But it is an essential word that everyone should have in their vocabulary and be comfortable using whenever necessary. A simple definition of no is to express one's truth or denial or refusal. Think about how many times you wanted to say no, but you said yes. Internally, you felt conflicted, possibly uncomfortable, frustrated, and maybe even resentful for not being honest or confident enough to express your truth and desire that you had at that time. Maybe you had a miserable day, or for numerous reasons your mood wasn't up to joining or being asked to do something you just didn't feel like doing. It could be as simple as just wanting to have some alone time to read a book, watch a movie, sleep, all kinds of reasons. Your reasons and hear me close, should be reason enough. So what held you back? What made you cave and say yes? Here are a few possibilities for what might happen in your brain when you want to say no, but you say yes. While growing up, number one, maybe you were never allowed to say no. No wasn't acceptable in the family. Possibly, number two, your love for yourself and your self-esteem is low therefore making you feel unworthy. That was three. Four, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's a very common problem for caring people, for aware people. Unaware people really don't consider other people's feelings. Five, you perceive the word no as unfavorable or hostile, misperception on your part. Six, saying no brings up feelings of discomfort or guilt. So you say yes. Seven, you never want to disappoint anyone. That's a biggie for people. Eight, your level, your personal level of need of acceptance, approval, and approval is not exactly realistic. You need that affirmation all the time, which speaks to your lack of self-confidence and self-esteem. Eight, you fear losing or harming a relationship. If you can't say no, in a relationship, then I ask you, what's the level of that relationship? What's the trust and the honesty in that relationship? Ten, you consciously or unconsciously project onto others how you would feel if someone said no to you. You understand what I'm saying? You project it over to them, and that maybe is not at all how they would feel. There are many, many more reasons, but the key is to become aware and understand your reasons for saying no. There was an article by child psychologist Laura Markham. 
She's the author of Peaceful Parent, Happy Kids. That was published in The Independent in 2018. Dr. Markham states that saying no to your child helps setting boundaries and limits for them, which aids them in their development. It aids them emotionally, physically, and mentally. The doctor also points out that never saying no can leave a child ill-equipped to deal with the real world. In my practice over the years, I've seen so much of that, and it's sad. So as a family therapist, I totally agree with Dr. Markham. She is spot on. Let's face it, saying yes when you want to say no, within any relationship, you or anyone else should feel it's their right to say no when appropriate and set boundaries. People need to know where you stand, which allows them to understand you better. I could go on with other examples, but none will resonate or motivate you until you decide that personal growth self-love, self-esteem, and self-confidence are traits to develop for becoming authentic, emotionally mature, and honest with yourself. All of those are the traits that will enable you to please yourself, meet your needs, and be able to say no without second-guessing yourself and worrying about the other person's reaction. Think of no this way. No is a word that expresses your preference. I once worked with a young man climbing the ladder in his profession. He loved his job and his employees, but he could not say no. When asked a question that only required a state, straightforward no. Instead, he would over-explain, sounding unsure, and doing more to confuse his employees about what he meant. They were losing respect for him. Eventually, his boss requested a meeting with him to discuss the issues that were brought to him by some of his employees. My client said he was shocked, embarrassed, and humiliated. He admitted to his boss that he just couldn't say no and to try to explain no in a kinder way. The boss told him that he needed to correct this problem as being able to say no was part of every job, which included his. And that is when he became my client. As we explored this issue, he discovered that he interpreted the word no as a punishment because that's what it was in his life. Instead of giving a kind and straightforward answer of no, which is what the question required, he just couldn't do it because of that perception and the feeling and the punishment. It had a great deal to do with his family, obviously, And he told me that no matter what question he would ask, it was no. In fact, it got to the point that he couldn't even ask the entire question before no was said. So he shut down and never asked questions of any type. Once he made this discovery, he decided and we worked on a way that he would rewrite his script and learn no was a good word when used correctly and at the right times. On the other hand, Commitment is another situation where you need follow-through and you show up regardless of how you may feel. It speaks to your personality, your dependability, and your accountability. I can think of times when I committed to something when the time came, oh, did I regret that commitment? But my chance to say no should have been when I was initially asked, taking out time and checking my calendar before I agreed. So backing out wasn't an option, but it reminded me again how easy it is to not stop 
before you say yes. Have you ever extended yourself and had more on your plate than reasonable? I'm sure you have. I certainly am guilty of that. But spreading yourself thin is not suitable for you or anyone else involved. Not to mention what the added stress is doing to your physical, mental, and emotional health. Over time, unnecessary stress can be a killer. So all of you A-type personalities out there, take heed and care for yourself. Because as I said earlier, you're the only one that can do that appropriately. Remember there are exceptions, such as using no as your excuse to isolate yourself, not dealing with situations, and maybe even hiding an alcohol problem. Depression is another excuse. Rather than acknowledge that you need help, you seek deeper into despair, which can worsen isolation and and lessen healthy interactions with others. It can also be an excuse to not invite people into your home for various reasons. It could be embarrassment and shame due to the condition of your home or what other reasons you give it. These excuses keep friends and even family away when you most need them. If they are true friends, they won't judge you. They will love and support you and even want to help you. I have worked with numerous patients who during their childhood were never allowed to say no to any adult. So as an adult, It wasn't in their vocabulary. Although many people believe that saying no is selfish, rude, or just plain impolite, it is unfortunate that they think that way because in reality, it's a form of self-love and an indicator of confidence and self-esteem. I think about a 26-year-old mother who was widowed when she was four months pregnant. When her daughter started school, behavioral problems arose. Mom was sure that she was just adjusting to a new environment, but the behavior was worsening. Let me give you a little back history on mom so that you can better understand what was going on with the daughter. My client was raised mainly by a nanny until she was old enough to be sent to boarding school. During the holidays, her parents traveled, meaning she either stayed at the boarding school alone or accepted an invitation to share a holiday with a schoolmate. She felt unseen, she felt unheard, unloved, and not valued. She promised herself that someday, if she had a child, that child was never going to feel that way. Well, notes from teachers started coming, and then conferences. And following the most recent meeting at school, Mom was told that her daughter's behavior was unacceptable and needed to change for her to remain in the school. They pointed out that her daughter didn't respect authority and needed to be always the center of attention. She was disruptive in the class on a daily basis. She ignored standard rules and during recess insisted that the other children play the game her way, which wasn't the game at all. She made it up as she went. They asked the mother if something was going on at home that would cause her daughter to behave in this manner and if she would permit them to have her seen by the school psychologist. Well, the mother was furious. So her answer was to enroll her in another school where exactly the same scenario got repeated. It was always the fault of someone else, never her child. When the behavior got so bad, mom made an appointment with me stating she was at wit's end. Yet another school was asking her to leave or mother was thinking of switching her. And even with all of this, Mom still felt that the teachers didn't understand how sensitive, bright, and creative her daughter was. This was a classic case, if ever to be seen, of projection, meaning 
in mom's effort for her child to never feel what she felt as a child, she never could say no, set boundaries or limits on this child. She made her the center of her world and would tell her how bright and beautiful and essential she was. She was held accountable for absolutely nothing. It took months and months and months for mom to come to the realization that her well-meaning and loving intentions were in fact hurtful to her child. This didn't mean she was a bad mother, but it certainly required that mom needed to change her style of parenting to turn the situation around. But she was also going to need support as she set those boundaries and made those changes because that child was going to fight her all the way and resist. But change was necessary and doable as long as mom could remain consistent during this transition period. This brings us to the point of how can you say no gracefully. Here are some suggestions. Pay attention to your body language. Never stand too close or too distant. They say the most comfortable space is probably about three feet. Now you can go to some countries and they want to be right in your face. But there again, you learn from diversity. You learn different things. Don't stand while the person is sitting. That's very intimidating when you're looking down on a person. Keep your arms open or to the side rather than folding them across your chest, appearing closed off. You never want the person to feel threatened in any way. You always want to be welcoming. Pay attention to your voice. Be gracious when you say no and refrain from beating around the bush or making excuses. Let me give you an example. No, Karen, I just want to stay in tonight and enjoy some downtime, but would love to take a rain check. Another example, Bob, I'm just not interested in that team, but when the Raiders play, I'll bring the snacks and drinks. Pay attention to the tone of your voice. Your tone should be calm, never too loud, never too soft, and upbeat whenever appropriate. Your tone should make that person hear the no without feeling resentment. So practice saying no to reduce your stress, to take better care of yourself, and feel the power of the word. As we end today, here is a quote I thought you would enjoy. By Pythagoras, the oldest, shortest words, yes and no, are those which require the most thought. Let that sink in. Now join us in two weeks and hear a surprise podcast, which simply means I haven't decided yet on the topic. By the way, I am open to suggestions of topics that would interest you. I know everyone is busy, so taking the time to give us feedback or to send us the name of a topic, but... That's the only way I'm going to hear from you to know what you might like. So if you want to take that time out quickly to send some, we would love to read them and see if there are topics we can use. Also, your feedback is always welcome. Remember, I don't know who you are out there, and it would really give me a chance to kind of know you a little better if I knew what you liked and didn't like. So have a great day, and I thank you for being here today and joining us as I always do. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one, at gmail.com. 
and I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are.